up, everyone? Happy Sunday. Welcome back to another episode of Pop Cultured Swine. I hope everyone had a really good short week last week. Although, like, why do short weeks always feel so long? Like, even though I only worked four days, when I woke up on Wednesday and I realized, like, it was only Wednesday and it was only my second day of work, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, this week feels so long. So, hopefully everyone made it through and everyone's well rested and ready for a full week starting next week. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to unpack today. A lot of shit has happened this week. It's fucking wild. Um, there's some weeks where it's fucking slow and then like, it's never like a happy medium. Sometimes I report to you guys and I just feel like I'm just like telling you guys like really stupid stories just cause I'm like, Nothing has really happened this week. And then other weeks, I just feel like so much has happened. Like, it's never an in-between. It's either, like, nothing really has happened or, like, everything in pop culture history has happened. And that is one of those weeks this week. So, let's just dive into it. Um, Man, buckle up because, like I said, this week was crazy. Let me get to my notes. Alright, so... We'll just go over some little stuff first, and then, although none of this stuff is, like, really that little. I'm, like, little stuff, but it's, like, literally not even little, but, like, we'll we'll build our way up to the crazier stuff as we go on. Um, so this week, Burt Reynolds died. Um, I don't know if, like, a lot of my listeners really care about Burt Reynolds, but I have, like, always thought Burt Reynolds was, like, this, like, hot sexy silver fox of a man um he was a big movie star back in the day I think he's kind of had stopped acting recently but yeah unfortunately he passed away this week he was 82 I read that he died of a heart attack so I mean he lived a long life he accomplished a lot but damn it was sad it was sad to read so he passed away and then um Oh, remember when I told you guys about Halsey and G-Eazy breaking up and how she, like, went on stage the day after and she was, like, crying about their breakup or whatever? Well, apparently they're back together, (laughs) which, to be honest, I kind of predicted because every time someone breaks up like that and it's, like, always very dramatic and, like, very public, I feel like they always get back together. Do you guys agree? Every time I feel like it's, like, a crazy dramatic public breakup, they're bound to get back together. And they did. Yep, they did. And they're just, like, like still performing together and pretending, like, nothing happened, which is really weird, but hilarious. Um, Speaking of breakups... This actually happened last week, but I didn't read about it until... Well, I guess it happened Sunday. So, I didn't report it on here last week, but I'll report it on here now. So, I don't know if you guys know who Noah Cyrus is. She's Miley Cyrus's little sister, um, Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. And she's been kind of coming up on the music scene, and she's actually, like, a really good singer. Like, I really like her music. Um, but she's young. She's on the, you know, when you're young and a teenager in the Hollywood scene, things are always, I feel like, a little messy. Just because, like, when you're a teenager, things are just always a little messy. And then you have to be, like, very public about everything. So she's been dating this quote-unquote rapper. <laughs> I use those quotation marks heavily because it's, like, this little white punk. And he goes by the name Lil Xan. Like, Lil Xanax. 
<laughs> and he has like all these stupid face tattoos and he just looks like an idiot and also who just like calls himself Lil Xan whatever anyways last weekend they had like a very so they've been dating for like a few months and they like recently went to the um music video awards together and like all their paparazzi pictures it was like him like smushed up against her face like kissing her but his mouth is open i'll post the pictures on my instagram um and you just look at them and you just think like oh man (laughs) i remember when i was that age and i thought shit like that was cool but you're just gonna look back in a few years and be like what the fuck was i doing like that's a pen and me of them but so yeah they've had like a pretty public relationship um and they've been hanging out in public PDA and whatever, and he looks stupid with all his face tattoos. Anyways, last weekend they had like a very public breakup via Instagram and Instagram story. Y'all know the celebrities love Instagram story. Um, so yeah, they had a very public breakup on Instagram story. So he like keep in mind well, we'll get there. So he went on his Instagram story and was, like, talking about how she was, like, cheating on him, and she was, the only reason that she was dating him was to use him for, like, clout, and, like, keep in mind, his name is Lil Xan, and he's a white kid rapper with face tattoos. I mean, he has, like, one, like, platinum song, but, like, she... Uh, boy, <laughs> she doesn't need your clout. She's literally Miley Cyrus's little sister. Like, she's the more famous one in this relationship, and I don't know how you ever got it twisted the other way around. But yeah, he was just talking about how she was just clearly using him for clout and to, like, build her career, and that she was, like, cheating on him, and he's sick of people using him, blah, 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 blah. Once again, this is Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter and Miley's little sister but no she's she's using him lil zan for clout um and so then she goes on her instagram story and she's crying <laughs> to like there are thousands of fans like followers like hundreds of thousands if not millions of followers they're like posting this on their instagram story like do you guys not have each other's phone number <laughs> like i don't really understand why this has to go through Instagram story, like, can you guys just DM each other, or, like, text each other, or just, like, meet up in person, like, a normal breakup, but they're, like, breaking up with each other via each other's public Instagram stories? Y'all, I don't know. Um, and I'm not trying to, well, I'm just trying to say this because I'm feeling bad right now, but, like, I'm not laughing at their heartbreak and pain that they're obviously feeling right now but just as like an older outsider i'm like it's just funny because it's just like oh man everything's so dramatic when you're young and like none of it matters (laughs) um so yeah they're like breaking up via public instagram story so then she responds on her instagram story and she's like posting videos of her just like laying in bed crying and then she's saying like he thinks that (laughs) you guys before i continue please just buckle in your seatbelt and check to make sure that the lap bar is secured because this is a fucking wild ride 
So she's sitting on her Instagram story. She's crying. She's saying that the only reason that he thinks that she's cheating on him is because she sent him a meme of Charlie Puth, the singer, and it was a meme. <laughs> it was a meme of Charlie Puth's head photoshopped onto a porn star's body, and she like DM'd him, and she put like because she screenshot the dms and showed all of us and so she dm'd him that meme i'm guessing because she like thought it was funny um and she like dm'd him that meme and said charlie pooth and then he was like what the fuck why are you saying this to me and like she was like that's the only reason that he thinks i'm cheating on him because he thinks i like meant to send this photoshopped picture of a porn star with charlie pooth's head on top to someone else, and for some reason, like, that's why he thinks she's cheating on him. Anyways, she had to, like, put that in her Instagram story, and then she had to, like, at Charlie Puth, and was, like, like, on the photo, she put, like, an eggplant emoji over the penis of the poor star's penis, and she had to, like, at Charlie Puth, and was, like, sorry, Charlie Puth, for, like, posting this in my Instagram story, and sorry that, like, this fake meme of you is, like, causing my breakup. Um... And so then she said that he is actually the one cheating on her and that she hasn't seen him for a week. And every time that she like wants to hang out, he's always like saying that he's busy. And then she saw like on his Snapchat or something that there was like a girl at his house at like two in the morning. And then a fan sent her like a paparazzi picture of him and he had like a huge hickey on his neck. But he said it was a bruise, and so she believed him. And y'all, what are you doing where you get a bruise the size of a quarter on your neck? Tell me. Tell me what are you doing that you randomly get a bruise on the side of your neck that's, like, the size of a mouth? (laughs) Like, what? But she was like, I trusted him. I believed him, so I believed that it was a bruise. But it was, now I'm thinking it's a hickey. So he's the one cheating on me. And then he came back and was like, that's that meme of Charlie Puth isn't why I think you're cheating on me. I think you're cheating on me because of this picture. And he posted a picture of her with like her arm around some other guy. Like it literally looks like the most innocent picture ever. It's like literally her and the other guy like posing for a picture and like her arm is around him. Like that's literally it. Like it's the most innocent looking picture. Like you would just take a picture with your friend. And so he said that's why he thinks that she's cheating on him and then she (laughs) trust me you guys i'm rolling my eyes just as much as you and probably making the same like what face just as much as you are so then she says that he's obviously cheating and that's why he's claiming she's cheating because he feels so guilty and that's the thing that cheaters do is like when people cheat they try to blame their partner of cheating so they seem more innocent and don't feel as bad Whoo! Are you guys still with me? I'm barely with me. <laughs> so, yeah, they're broken up for now. This, listen, I will put money on it. They will be back together. I, <laughs> I will bet someone that they will be back together shortly. I guarantee it. Like I said, when people have these dramatic public breakups, they're always back together. <laughs> so yeah, they're gonna get back together. Oh, and then he like took his like. So, like, one of his songs is, like, platinum or silver or whatever. And, you know, you get, like, the frame with your, like, 
song in it, like the record of your song in it when it like goes to platinum or silver or bronze or whatever. So he like put that on his Instagram story and then he on his Instagram story he started peeing on it for like no reason. So <laughs> who knows? Guaranteed they'll be back together just like all the other crazy dramatic couples that break up publicly. And they're going to be like, it was a misunderstanding. Here's my opinion, although I'm embarrassed to have an opinion because I'm a 26-year-old woman. And I'm I'm embarrassed that I even know who these people are. But I think he obviously was cheating on her. And I don't think she was cheating on him. And I think she should move the fuck on. Because whether she was cheating on him or not, whether he was cheating on her or not. um, Girl, you're dating a guy with face tattoos who goes by the name Little Xanax. Like... Get it? Come on. Come on, girl. Get together. You're better than that. You're better than that. Um, so yeah, that's, that was like a funny story I just wanted to share with you guys. I understand if you guys have no idea who the fuck these people are. They're like literally teenagers. Um, (laughs) but that's my life now. I just know all the gossip about teens. Um, and then in other relationship news... Guess he was spotted together in their car in Malibu this past week. A Miss Courtney Kardashian and a Mr. Eunice. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Courtney and Eunice were spotted together in her car um, talking. And I think it was actually twice because I think it was in her car and then again in her car like outside of the gates of her gated community so yeah they responded together talking in her car even though they had a breakup and it was like kind of public because you guys remember that like um like the daily mail or whatever tmz like posted pictures of him like in mexico with his like arms around another girl and like that's how we kind of all knew that they broke up and then he posted like i hate like this narrative like I hate Hollywood like I was there with 12 other people but you only want to post a picture of me and this girl and then Chloe and Kim like jumped on the comments and was like oh yeah it looks like you're really having fun on your boys trip or whatever and then Chloe commented and said like Alexa played all be I've heard it all before um so they kind of had a public breakup and remember he also like was leaving comments on Courtney's fucking Instagram pictures of like her butt and was like this is really what you need to post for likes wow so like he's trash and we've known he's trash he's also like 24 like he needs to grow the fuck up before he starts dating a woman who's about to be 40 and has three kids like that relationship just doesn't seem right and i'm not saying like you can't date people older or younger than you but like being 24 i just don't think that you're like ready to date someone who's 40 and has three kids so, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, they were pictured together, and then a source, I mean, we can never trust sources, right, but a source close to the family, quote-unquote, who knows, says they are actually back together officially, and they worked out their differences. Um, I, like, was rooting for them in the beginning, because I thought that he might be good for her, and it seemed like she was really happy, but towards the end... And, like, seeing those comments he commented on her picture and then seeing how he reacted to, like, their breakup and everything, I was kind of like, yeah, Eunice is trash and I'm I'm good. <laughs> she can find someone else. I think she should be with, like, a tech billionaire or something like that. You know, like a, like a Silicon Valley guy. 
um, who just, like, is high up in, like, Facebook or, like, a tech company. That's who I think she would be good with. Someone who's, like, not in the spotlight, but, like, has money and, like, works hard and, like, yeah, she can, like, hide away with. Um, So, we'll see where that goes. As of now, I'm not rooting for it. Always I'm rooting for her and Scott to get back together, but who knows? I'll be holding my breath for forever, I think, on that one. Um, and then in other news, dealing with the Kardashians. So remember last week how I said there was like a conspiracy go- theory going around that Kim and Drake like may or may not have had an affair. Well, Kim came out because like the shade room like posted about it on their Instagram, and then Kim commented and she was like, "Never happened. End of story." So that's like. So everyone was like, oh, she denied it, so I guess it never happened. But if there's one person's personality who I know better than anybody's, it's a Miss Kimberly Noel Kardashian West. And let me tell you something. When Kim denies rumors, she usually, like, makes a joke out of it. Like, haha, wow, you guys are so crazy that you believe that. Or like, haha, I would never, blah, blah, blah. So for her to post never happened, end of story... Like, the end of story part got me because I was like, that doesn't sound like Kim. And that sounds like she's trying to shut it down real quick without, like, acting like it's, like, ridiculous. So, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Because, like, the end of story thing means, like, I want you to stop talking about this immediately. And, like, normally when Kim denies rumors, she, like, makes a joke out of it or she, like, laughs it off. But, like, that one she didn't. So I was like, huh. That actually made me more, like, that made me more suspicious of, like, something going on between them. So, we'll see. Um, and then, like, back when Pusha T and Drake were having their feud, back to my first episode. So, like, Pusha T released a diss track about Drake. Drake released a diss track about Pusha T. Pusha T released a diss track about Drake. But then Drake never responded. And he said he never responded because he had enough dirt that it could um break up a family and so i don't know if they all came to an agreement and like that's the information that he's withholding is that he slept with kim and like that's why kim was like end of story never happened because they all came to agreement that they would never talk about it and like that's the information that drake has that would break up a family so that actually just made me more suspicious when she responded And now I'm, like, actually starting to believe it. Because, like, before I was, like, it's not that I don't believe it, but it's also not that I'm, like, full in on it. But now I'm, like, leaning to full in on it. Like, listening to her deny it, I'm, like, that doesn't sound like Kim, so now I'm more suspicious. So we'll keep an eye on them. Um, And maybe one day I'll read that whole, like, conspiracy thread to you guys. Although some of it's, like, a bit of a stretch, and that's why I, like, didn't really want to bring it up. But there's some things that are, like damn because like um there's a lyric in there that where drake says like where drake's talking about having like in a secret affair and he says like like pull out of the driveway turn the lights off down the block make a right and someone pulled up on google maps and kim lives down the block from drake's house and all he has to do is make a right and drive down the block and that's where kim lives so it's like um and then also drake and kanye were like kind of in a feud these past few months because 
Drake went to Wyoming while Kanye was like working on his album to like help him and something happened there and Drake left early and then they were like feuding. Um, there was like a rumor that Kanye's the one that told Pusha T about Drake's secret son. And then also like Kanye released his album like around the same time as Drake and released Pusha T's album the same time around Drake and all this. And so there was like this very public feud, but like no one really knew what was like going on. I still don't really know what happened. Like, no one knows for sure what happened. But, like, yeah, one of the biggest, like, theories was that Kanye told Pusha T about Drake's son. Um, And neither of them really addressed it until this past week. Kanye, like, posted on Twitter, like, a four or, like, a five tweet thread apologizing to Drake publicly. Once again, do these people not have each other's phone numbers? Like, can people just, like, not apologize? Like, just text them or call them or DM them on Twitter if you don't have their phone number. Why do you have to, like, make it (laughs) to everyone? Anyways, he apologized to Drake and he denied telling Pusha T about Drake's secret son. So, but that's also when he was having his bipolar meltdown. So, I mean, who knows? <laughs> who knows anything that comes out of Kanye's mouth? Right? <laughs> also, recently, he, he went on a radio show and he apologized, kind of, for the slavery is a choice comment. He didn't really apologize for saying it. He kind of apologized that if it made people hurt, <laughs> which is two different things. So... <sighs> let's let's just let's just cut our losses and say Kanye's just gone we just no one let's just cut our losses Kanye's just gone (laughs) let's just try to move forward um and then yesterday in tennis news oh lord okay so it was the U.S. Open it was Serena Williams goat of all time I guess that's redundant but like the GOAT, greatest athlete in the world, against um, Naomi Osaka, and she's this 20-year-old tennis player, and they're playing against each other. She won Naomi, so she beat Serena Williams, which, good for her, she deserved it. She's a great athlete. She's an incredible tennis player, Um, and she's beat Serena once before. She's only 20 years old. So she's beat her once before. She beat her again. She fully deserved it. She played her ass off. She's an incredible athlete. However, the chairman, who's like the ref, he... I'm going to get heated and I like feel like I'm going to go off track. He kept deducting points and like, fouling Serena for shit that she shouldn't have been like penalized for he took a point away from her because she like talked to her coach and he said that she was cheating and that she was getting coaching because in a tennis match you're not allowed to talk to your coach because that's considered getting coaching like getting help and it's considered cheating so he deducted a point from her from that even though she said that she wasn't getting coaching so he pretty much called her a cheater then she deducted then he deducted a point cuz she broke her racket and then she called him a thief because she was like you're calling me a cheater you're taking points away from me 
I think you're a thief. And so then he took a point away from her for, like, harassing him. Because you're not, like, supposed to, like, talk to the, the refs like that. So he took a point away from her for harassing him. All of these points, by the way, cost $17,000. She was fined $17,000. And $10,000 of that was due to her, quote-unquote, harassing the chairman. Is that what it's called? The chairman? I think so. Pretty much the referee. Here's the thing. Did she call him a thief? Yes. Was she harassing him? No. He called her a cheater when she wasn't cheating and she said, okay, well, I think you're a thief. That's not an insult. I mean, obviously, being called a thief isn't a good thing, but like, all she said was the word thief. She didn't cuss him out. She didn't cuss his family out. She didn't say anything about him or his personality or his looks or anything. She said the play he called, she would consider him being a thief because he stole a point from her that she didn't think that she deserved to have stolen, which I agree. So she went up to him and she said, you owe me an apology. I am not a cheater. I am a mother. I like play to win. I would never cheat because I want to show my daughter like the right way for things. Like you owe me an apology because you called me a cheater in front of all these people. So you need to apologize to me. And he wouldn't apologize to her. And she said it multiple times. You need to apologize to me. He wouldn't apologize to her. And then... I mean, she got emotional. She started crying because she works her ass off. She's the greatest athlete in the world. And I'm sorry, you can't argue with that. She's truly the greatest athlete in the world. She works her ass off. And to say that she got there by cheating or that she cheated in this game is bullshit. And then to deduct a point because she called the ref a thief. All she called him was a thief. That's bullshit. And here's the bigger bullshit. Men in all sports and in but in tennis too yell crazy offensive things and scream at the refs all the time and they're considered outspoken and passionate and they just get warnings and they're never deducted points, they're never called cheaters. So for her to just to call him a thief and to get all like to get reprimanded for that just because she called him a thief. Meanwhile, her male opponents can say all these crazy things, cuff out, cuss out the refs, scream in their face, and they just get called outspoken and passionate. It's fucking bullshit. There's no secrecy that tennis one is against women and two especially is against women of color that's no secret tennis is a considered a white male sport and the people who run it are rich white men and they do everything to make serena feel defeated because it recently came out that she gets drug tested twice as often as all of the other tennis players for what reason for what reason She gets drug tested twice as often for what reason? Because of the color of her skin? It's fucking bullshit. It's not like a secret that Serena gets treated 
terribly in the world of tennis, even though she's the greatest tennis player of all time. So it doesn't make sense. So yeah, everyone was saying like, and like most people are, are standing up with her because they're like, yeah, it's bullshit. Also, like, have you guys never heard of the tennis player John McEnroe? All he did was scream and break his rackets and cuss out everyone and throw temper tantrums on the court. That's all he ever did. But now Serena's getting fined $10,000 for calling the ref a thief. (sighs) And so, like, a lot of people are, like, up in arms because they're like, she's throwing a temper tantrum. She's too emotional. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I'm sorry, she puts her whole life into this sport. She made the sport her own. She is like, (laughs) climbed her way to the top. She's a black woman from Compton who learned how to play on public tennis courts by her dad and pushed her way through this whitewashed male sport where it's involved a ton of money and people get private lessons their whole life. She was just on these public courts being taught by her dad in Compton. And now she is the top tennis player. And so, uh, <laughs> why should she get treated so differently? She should be praised in the world of tennis because she's crazy good and she defied all odds, but she's constantly just, they're trying to defeat her. It's just so crazy. And so people are like, she's too emotional. She's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, she's put her whole life into the sport. Obviously, she's emotional. Obviously, she's passionate. Obviously, she doesn't want to be called a cheater because she deserves to be there. She deserves to be at the spot that she's at. So anyways, she got emotional. People were kind of giving her shit. A lot of the internet and like a lot of the world is like supporting her, but like, a lot of people were giving her shit. The ref is a piece of shit. It also really sucked for Naomi because this was her first US Open and she beat fucking Serena Williams. Yet all the attention is now off of her because everyone wants to be an asshole. And it just sucks. It's just a shitty situation overall. But at the end of the day, these women got to play each other and they're like both crazy good athletes and they both divide like defied all the odds and serena even like was making sure like on stage when they announced that naomi won she was like making sure naomi was okay because she was like kind of crying she seemed like because people were fucking booing too which is not good they're booing that she won over serena which fuck off she deserved to win she played hard too so when they were booing serena like put her arm around her and like was trying to cheer up and like comforting her (sighs) and it's just it's just so frustrating because it's like 2018 and we like still have to have these talks and these issues and it's just fucking ridiculous but yeah um, that's pretty much what's going on right now. It obviously just happened last night. I feel like I hate talking about these subjects because I get so passionate that I feel like I'm not making any sense because I just have so many feelings, but it's just, we just need to focus more on how to make sports more fair to not only women, but to women of color because, Right now, it's just fucked up, especially in tennis. It's just fucked up. I mean, Serena was, like, wearing that compression suit because after she gave birth to her daughter, she was, like, having issues with blood clots. So she's trying to wear this compression suit to make sure she can play and, like, survive. And they made her wear a skirt 
instead because that's the rules it's just so stupid like it's just so the rules in tennis are so unfair to women and the people that run it obviously have a problem with Serena and it's just it's just ridiculous but at the end of the day both women won because they are both women of color um Naomi is Haitian and Japanese and so these women of color played each other in the U.S. Open in a fucking white male sport. They played each other in the U.S. Open. So essentially, at the end of the day, they both won because they got themselves to this spot despite all the racism and sexism in the sport. And also, it just shows you why representation across the board is so important because Naomi has said that she's looked up to Serena her entire life, and that's one of the reasons that she got into tennis. And if Serena wasn't a player, who knows if she would, if Naomi would have ever played too. That's why it's just so important to have representation of all kind in every aspect that we can so that little girls and little boys can look up to people who look like them and say, I can also be in that spot in my life. <sighs> Do you guys follow me? <laughs> I just feel like that was like so jumbled. It was like all my thoughts at once. But yeah, at the end of the day, all we need to know is the ref is a piece of shit. Tennis is unfair. Serena's the goat. That's all we need to know. <laughs> so... That's the current situation. If anything else happens, I'll update you guys. But like I said, it literally just happened last night. So, And then speaking of other crazy shit <laughs> that happened this weekend. So, as most people know, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B are like enemies because Nicki Minaj is so fucking insecure. She doesn't think that any other female rapper can come on board and do great things she like wants to be the only female rapper in the game even though she's becoming more and more irrelevant as the days go by um so she just she just doesn't want any other rapper to come into the game and like join her and like stand side by side with her she wants to be the only one so anytime that she feels threatened by a newcomer she like is a little bitch and she'll like throw like subtle digs at them which she's been doing to cardi b for like over a year now she's been throwing subtle digs at cardi b putting like lyrics in her song saying like passive aggressive subtle things in interviews where you're like is it about cardi b is it not and then anytime someone ever like fully confronts her like do you have an issue with cardi b she'll be like no i don't know why people think that and like plays dumb like Nicki minaj is that mean girl who will like say subtle things about you where it's not exactly about you so you never know if it's like truly about you but then if you confront them they'll be like why would you think that's about you you know what I mean that kind of mean girl and she always has been this isn't her first victim anyways so it's been building (laughs) this fight has been building, it's been boiling, it's been bubbling, it was bound to happen eventually, where we'd come to the surface, and boy did it this weekend at New York Fashion Week. Um, so yeah, everyone knows that there's like a subtle feud, but both of them are like, no, of course not, blah, 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 or like, 
oh, we, like, worked it out. It was, like, a misunderstanding. Like, the internet wants there to be a feud so bad. But we know how Nicki Minaj plays. We know that she plays dirty and passive-aggressive. So we know there was a feud. And listen, Cardi's, like, hood. She has reminded us that she's not going to change and that she's always going to be the way she is. She's always going to be able to beat a bitch's ass when she needs to, no matter if she's famous or rich or whatever. And she showed us that she she's true to her word she's gonna stay her old self no matter what and she really proved that to us this weekend and hell yeah i stand behind her so this weekend at the harper bazaar's um icon party both Nicki minaj and cardi b were invited and they've been together in the same room multiple times like they were together at the met gala and there's even pictures of them talking although cardi looks like she's pissed off um so they've been around each other (laughs) But, <laughs> some, for some reason, this party is when that tension just came to the surface and Nicki Minaj and Cardi B got into a physical fight and Cardi B took off her shoe, her fucking, like, six-inch high heel, chunky-ass high heel, and <laughs> tossed it. At Nicki Minaj's head and like security had to like cover Nicki Minaj and then Nicki Minaj's friend like and Cardi B got like physical with each other this is not like a high class like black tie New York fashion week of event <laughs> so they're both like in fucking ball gowns these women are in ball gowns throwing high heels at each other Damn, it's so funny. And, like, I'm team Cardi all the way. And so then Cardi got escorted out of the party. And (laughs) the pictures of her getting escorted out, she has a huge fucking Flintstone bump above her eyebrow. I'll post the picture on Instagram. You guys, it's fucking hilarious. It's so fucking funny. It's a huge-ass Flintstone bump on her head. (laughs) And she's barefoot because she threw her shoe. Oh shit. And Nicki Minaj played like a little bitch and hid behind her security the whole time. Cardi B is like, oh, I don't care. I'm gonna fucking throw my shoe and I'm gonna fucking brawl in this huge ass red ball gown because like that's who she is. And Nicki Minaj always wants to rap about how she'll cut a bitch up, she'll gut a bitch, whatever. But then when it comes down to it, she hid behind like seven security guards. So yeah, I'm Team Cardi all the way. I think Nicki Minaj always tries to say shit or like she always talks shit. Her mouth is tough, but she's not. Like she always talks shit and then one when people confront her about it, she'll always play stupid or or two when people talk shit in like retaliation, she acts like she's all in her feelings about it and like they're they cross the line. Like she thinks that she's the only one that's allowed to talk shit and no one can ever confront her about it. But then she always wants to rap about how she can gut a bitch. Um, (laughs) this was your chance, bitch. So, I'm fucking Team Cardi. Um, (laughs) listen, if you throw a shoe at New York Fashion Week, I'm Team You no matter what. And then Cardi went on to explain that Nicki Minaj had been, which this is unconfirmed, but she said that Nicki Minaj had been talking shit about how Cardi B is a bad mother and talking shit about Cardi B's baby, which, as we remember, Nicki Minaj just came for fucking Stormy Kylie Jenner's baby. 
if you guys hear a jingle in the back, it's because I'm dog sitting and she has an itchy ear. So she's scratching herself. Um, but as you remember, she just came for Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott's baby. So she just keeps coming for fucking babies. Which, that's how pathetic she is. She has to bring people's fucking infant babies into beef. So, yeah, I'm team Cardi. And that's why, and that's what Cardi said. That she said, you know what, I let a lot of things slide with Nicki Minaj. But when she wants to talk about me being a mother and she wants to talk about my baby, that's where it ends. And that's why I threw my shoe. And so, yeah, team Cardi all the way. Pop culture swine is team Cardi. Already confirmed with co-host Megan. And she's also team Cardi. So we stand with Cardi. But fuck, that's a hilarious story to read. Also, there's video of it if you guys want to check that out. It's it's hard to see anything, but it's fucking funny. Um, because all you just see is like Cardi B in this giant red ball gown, just like lunging at people and saying, like, come here, bitch, come here, bitch. <laughs> and then there's also footage of like a different angle, and you can see her like bending down and like undoing the strap on her heel to throw it (laughs) ah shit so good um oh and i forgot to say one thing when i was talking about kim kardashian kim kardashian also went to the white house this week for a second time so as we know she freed that um prisoner alice marie johnson who was like in prison for life for a first-time non-violent drug offense um and kim said that inspired her to keep going and so she went to the white house this week to speak for another prisoner i'm not sure that prisoner's name or story but she went there again to try to get another prisoner freed so she's just keeps doing good work um talk shit about her all you want but you know what she's getting people out of jail who don't deserve to be there so and she's obviously passionate about it. I mean, she does a million jobs and she's still like making this one of her priorities. That's a very nice thing. Whether you don't like Kim Kardashian or not, you have to admit like that's a good thing. She's using her platform and her celebrity for good. So good for her. Okay. Um, I have one last thing to talk about it. And I wanted to kind of save it to the end. Um, well, this is the end. Because I feel like I'm gonna kind of get a little emotional, and I decided like that's okay. Um, so if I get emotional, you can't understand me. I'm sorry, but I think it's important to show how things like this affect people. Um, so Mac Miller died this past week. He was 26. He died of a drug overdose. We've talked about Mac Miller on this podcast before because he is the ex-boyfriend of Ariana Grande. I mean, he's a rap... I I hate saying that because people are like, he's more than Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend. And he is. He is. He's an incredible, incredible musician. He was an incredible rapper. He made great music. Overall, good guy. Um, But unfortunately, a lot of people who maybe don't listen to that kind of music will know him as Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend and like that's how we talked about him on this podcast was when we were talking about his relationship with her um so that's just why I'm referring to him as that not because I think don't think he's like anything more than that um but yeah he was Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend as you know they broke up and then like a few weeks later she was engaged to Pete Davidson 
Um, so just kind of for anybody who doesn't really know pop culture that much or like doesn't really listen to that kind of music, just to familiar, like fam- make it familiar with you. That's who we're talking about because um, we've talked about him before in this podcast. So, yeah, he he died this week of a drug overdose. He was only 26. The world is hurting right now. He was a really good guy. Um, he had a lot of friends in Hollywood, so a lot of people are hurting. Um, Ariana Grande obviously is hurting really bad. She had to disable her Instagram comments because people were being very vile and blaming it on her, saying that, like, she's the reason that he killed himself or, like, overdosed on drugs because he was so heartbroken that she, like, broke up with him and, like, got engaged to someone else. And, like, if you're one of those people, you can just stop listening to this podcast altogether because that's fucked up. It's it's no one's fault. He had addiction issues before he got with her, and that's actually why their relationship ended. She said she loved him as a person. She wishes it could, didn't have to end that way, but unfortunately, she you know, had to take care of herself eventually. And yeah, like dating an addict, like it comes to the point where you just have to look out for yourself because if they're not getting better, then, you know, it's bringing you down too. So you have to care for yourself. And she said that's why they broke up um, because unfortunately he just wasn't getting the help he needed and she just like couldn't do it anymore. Um, So it's not her fault. I mean, he struggled with addiction before they met. He struggled with addiction while they were together. And he clearly struggled with addiction afterwards. None of that is her fault. It's not her fault that he had these struggles, had this disease. You can do everything to help someone, but if they don't want to help themselves, nothing you do will will matter. At the end of the day, nothing you do will matter with a person who struggles with addiction if they don't want to help themselves first. Um, so it's really fucked up that people are saying it's her fault and, like, coming after her publicly, like, on social media. Like, clearly she's fucking hurting. This is a person she's been, she had been with for two years, and you have to remember, like, literally just a few months ago, they were in a relationship. Like, they were in a relationship this year. So I know things with her and Pete Davidson move fast, and it's hard to remember, like, oh, yeah, like, she was in a whole other relationship. But, like, they were together for two years up until April of this year. So clearly she's fucking hurting. I mean, who wouldn't be? She loved him, and unfortunately, you know, he just wasn't getting the help that he needed in order to have a healthy relationship with her. So I feel really bad for her. Um, She, like, posted a picture of him yesterday on her Instagram story, but she hasn't said anything else, and she doesn't need to say anything she doesn't owe us anyone an explanation or owe anyone her words on the subject like she she doesn't need to say anything because it's her private relationship it's her private mourning that she's going through so she can take as much time as she needs and whatever that she needs to do and I just feel bad that not only does she have to go through like a loss like this but then also have like people on the internet attacking her um, so I hope she's doing okay, and I hope his family's doing okay, obviously, 26 is young, and, um, sorry, I'm, like, having breathing issues, but this is where I'm probably gonna get emotional, I'm gonna try to hold it together, but it just was really shitty, um, it was just really shitty having to read twice this week, 
26 died of an overdose, about two different people. Um, as I talked about on our Wednesday podcast, which I want to apologize for, like, how I talked about it, because I just don't think I talked about it right, although I don't think there's, like, a right or wrong way to talk about someone's death, but as we talked about on Wednesday's podcast, um, I lost a friend this week who was also 26 and died of an overdose, and when I talked about it on Wednesday's podcast, I, it was, I was just in shock, and I just don't think it had, like, actually hit me, like, it just, I had read it, but, like, it hadn't seemed real at that point, um, and it was also the first time that I had said it out loud, because I live in Seattle, like, by myself, away from anybody that I ever grew up with, and so I had no one to talk about it with, so when I said it on Wednesday's podcast, I was, one, I didn't think it was real at that point, and two, it was the first time I was saying it out loud, and so I just don't feel like I came off right, um, but yeah, it, it, it was really shitty to read that about Mac Miller because him and my friend Michael were the same age and died from the same thing. And it's just, it's just crazy that we have this issue in this country. And that's why I said, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for being emotional because I think, I think it's important to show how this shit affects other people who lose someone to addiction um it just we something has got to change in this country something has got to change um no one I don't know these people my friend Michael and Mac Miller we they come from good families and good homes and good upbringings good education but this country is just fueled by prescription drug abuse which can lead to other drug abuse and it's just this huge problem in this country right now and I just feel like no one who can actually take action is talking about it um and it's affecting so many people and like I said like it's affecting so many people even who people who aren't doing drugs it's affecting me and I don't do drugs it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's just affecting so many people in this country. And just something needs to change. It's just so crazy, like, how our country is just run by the money of, like, big pharmacies. And I hate to be, like, one of those people that, like, talks about, like, conspiracies of, like, big pharma. But, like, it's true. Like, this country is just being run to the ground by pharmaceuticals. And it's just this never-ending cycle. These people in big pharmacy companies are getting billions of dollars. And they're paying doctors tons of money for doctors to prescribe pills that are addictive so that they can just keep up the cycle of addiction and keep getting money. And it's ruining people's lives. And then finally, when their doctors cut them off, they're fully addicted and they need something else. And so then that turns into the heroin epidemic and it's just so crazy that like I just feel like no one is this is like such an issue that's killing so many people in our country and I just feel like it's not really talked about or nothing's like being really done about it and it's affecting all walks of life and so it's just I don't know something needs to change and I just can't see it happening anytime soon unfortunately um 
but it's it's a big issue and man it's just affecting everyone people who you think that would never be at that point or at that point in their lives you know what I mean like people you would never think that would succumb to a death like that are suffering and dying and uh, it's just disgusting there's like literally morgues in like certain areas of this country that can't take any more bodies they're completely full because so many people are dying from overdoses that's true. That's a true thing. There's certain morgues in this country that have too many dead bodies that they can't take any more dead bodies because so many people are dying from overdoses. And I, it just needs to be talked about more. Things need to be done in this government. Another fucking disgusting thing that just came out this week. So the makers of Oxycontin, just got, Oxycontin, which is a prescription drug that makes people get really addictive they just got the patent to come out with a drug that stops opioid addiction so they're getting money out of both ends they are getting people addicted to their drugs getting all the money that these poor addicts are giving them and then in order to stop it they're like okay give us more money so they're getting money out of the monster that they created. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And it's just, it's literally affecting every state, every city, every neighborhood. There's someone going through it. And people are, who are, have good lives. Let's say they get injured and they have to have a surgery. They get p- prescribed these painkillers and soon they're addicted and their doctors just keep prescribing them. And then next thing you know, they're on the streets. They've lost their family, lost their homes, everything. Like, it's just so crazy. And these are drugs that they're getting from their doctors. Someone that you should be able to trust. Ugh. And I know I'm just, like, going off on this rant. But it's just something has got to change. If you, like, know of, like, an organization or something that, I can be a part of or like donate money to or volunteer for that like helps stop this please 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 dm me send me the link send me all the information I would like love to do something to help out um and if you do find like a good source I'll like obviously post it on um, my Instagram for this podcast to also get other people to help out because, yeah, we've got to do something. Or, I don't even know, like, can we do anything? Is it, I mean, I don't know. I just, I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even know if I can, like, if anything I do could even help. But, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Something's got to change. I mean, these people, both of these people are 26 years old. That's so young. I'm 26. I'm a baby to the world I'm an infant to the world we have our whole lives ahead of us these people both had their whole lives ahead of them and they had successful lives ahead of them but now they're just gone because of this stupid cycle that people get caught up in and it's so crazy um so yeah if you just know anybody that you feel like is struggling with addiction reach out to them and like like I said, like obviously they're not gonna change unless they want to change, but still reach out to them, check in on them, make sure like you know that they're going through a rough time, 
and that you care and that you'll be there for them and like urge them to get help because I just don't want anybody else to suffer like this. It's just got to change. Something's got to change. But yeah, check in on your friends. Tell your friends that you love them. Tell your family that you love them. Check in with people if you haven't talked to them for a while. It's so easy to get caught up in our day-to-day lives and just forget that we haven't talked to someone in like weeks or months. But just try to remember to like let people know that you love them. And if you're hurting and you're struggling, please go get help. Whether it's like with addiction or not, please just talk to someone. Please go see a therapist. I know there's like apps you can download now where you can just talk to a therapist via an app if you don't feel like comfortable going into an office or you don't have insurance or something like that. I know there's a lot of apps that you can download now where they connect you with a therapist and you don't have to have insurance. It's a lot cheaper than going to a therapist. You don't have to leave your house. So if you're going through something like that, please get help. I think that would honestly be one way to help combat this drug issue is just making mental illness so like less of a taboo and I try to do it on this podcast I try to talk about mental illness a lot because it needs to stop being like a stigma we need to stop being scared to talk about it we need to stop judging people who have mental illness we gotta just make it more normal because I mean I think more often than that people do have mental illness and they are struggling so we have to make it more normal we have to realize that like a lot of people are dealing with this stuff and it's okay to cry, and it's okay to show emotions, and it's okay to reach out to your friends, it's okay to go to therapy, and it's okay to just, like, unload sometimes. You can't just hold stuff in. So if you are feeling that way, or if you're struggling with addiction, you're not a bad person, but just know that, like, people love you, and you, man, this world is so much more than that, and you just gotta experience it, so... That's all I have for you guys this week. I'm not sorry I cried. I'm not sorry I ended up on this note because, like I said, I think it's important to show that this hurts people, whether they're doing drugs or not. It affects more people than you can imagine. Um, So I just, I love you guys. I love you guys for listening. This podcast truly saved me when I was in a dark time. And so for people to tune in every week and like listen <laughs> means so much to me. Um, and I will see you guys on Wednesday for a happier episode. It'll be the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. So who knows what fucking drama is going to go down. Also me and Megan, although she's probably going to listen to me this and be like, what? Surprise. But I have an announcement about me and Megan that's really exciting um so we'll share that on wednesday's episode and until then just hang in there and then yeah i'll see you guys on wednesday bye guys